This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool are off to Wembley. Arsenal nil, Liverpool 2. Diogo Jota the slaughter double sends the Reds to the Carabao Cup final at Wembley Stadium after they beat Arsenal 2-0 at the Emirates Stadium in the second leg of the League Cup semi-final. A very good evening to all you Reds fans across the world as we reach the League Cup final. The star of the show is undoubtedly Diogo Jota after his ice-cold brace fired Liverpool into a final against Chelsea at Wembley on the 27th of February, so I'm sure we'll all be looking forward to that one. Another clean sheet from Liverpool's impressive defenders kept the very attacking Arsenal lineup at bay with Coyvan Kelleher producing a few fine saves and Curtis Jones lit up the middle of the park with his dazzling display. Also, a start for 17-year-old winger Cade Gordon has given Liverpool fans much to look forward to in the future. Joining me on tonight's show, we have the usual dream team of Paul Gorst's on-the-whistle verdict, Jurgen Klopp's press conference and the reaction of the Reds fans in the stands at the Emirates. Enjoy. Game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool will meet Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final on February 27th after a 2 0 win here against Arsenal in the second leg of the semi final. Uh, Diogo Jota's 13th and 14th goals of the season were enough for the Reds to uh, move past the Gunners after a goalless draw at Anfield last week. And um, after that goalless draw, the scores of, of Arsenal fans in the away end. Uh, left Merseyside singing about uh, going to Wembley but um, it was Liverpool fans who were singing it this evening and it was them who were uh, justified in that song as um, Jota's double sent them through uh, quite comfortably in the end it has to be said uh, Liverpool weathered the nearly storm from the uh, from the hosts and once they got into their stride uh, the likes of Fabinho and Curtis Jones really started to exert their dominance in midfield and uh, Jota gave them the lead in the first half after a wonderful piece of play from Roberto Firmino and Trent Alexander-Arnold Jota uh, almost kind of apologetically scuffed it past Adam Ramsdale after a decent run across the Arsenal defence and um, in the second half um, his second goal was taken wonderfully after a long ball from Alexander Arnold again um, his 14th of the season I believe another assist for the uh, European um, well one of the best right backs on the continent and probably in world football if I'm being perfectly honest it was a wonderful ball over the top for Jota to run onto he controlled it with his chest and dinked it over Ramsdale and after a VAR check, it was ruled that uh, the Portugal international was onside. Game over, Thomas Partey was sent off in the final stages uh, to complete a miserable night for Mikel Arteta and Liverpool did enough to book themselves into uh, a first League Cup final for six years, so that has set it up. It's uh, now Chelsea who wait on the 27th of February and um, Jürgen Klopp looks to close in on a first domestic trophy, um, first domestic cup trophy. As Liverpool manager, have finished here at the Emirates uh, thanks to Diogo Jota's double, Liverpool to Arsenal nil. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Jota will take all the applause, but Trent Alexander Arnold there tonight. What a performance! Uh, 74 touches in the game, two assists. He seemed to be everywhere, passing. Superb. Uh, was that probably one of Trent's best performances of the season? He was almost unplayable. Well, Trent, I probably have it to watch it back again, but um, yeah, he was outstanding. But I saw so many outstanding performances tonight, to be honest. It's a um, very important game and a really strong Arsenal side. Um, with our um, problems we have, there's now not plenty of options to change, probably. And um, how about the boys? 
put out tonight was really special. And um, that the start in both half times, I would say, was was Arsenal time. So they were really um, aggressive, really straightforward, all these kind of things. So we had to adapt to the game, but we calmed it down. And from that specific moment on in both half times, we controlled the game and played really good stuff and scored up on top of that wonderful goals. Yes, the first one was a, you can still say it's a team goal, even when you had to do a little bit um, before you could finish it off. But um, positioning of trend in that moment uh, between the lines, passing the ball, and Yogo goes in across yeah, the line of the defenders. Really difficult to defend. Uh, second goal. I don't think a lot of people in the stadium saw Yogo um, Jota free. Um, <laughs> trend saw it, which helps. And um, then the proper finish. Uh, good defending, um, the, the way Arsenal plays with these long balls behind the fullbacks. It's really tricky with the speed they have there with Saka and, um, uh, and the young Brazilian guy. So that, that's really, really, really special. So we have to, we have to be awake in these moments. But on top of that, we had to play football. And um, the first 10 minutes, I didn't like what we played, but then we were in the game and then it looked really flexible and, um, and proper and happy about that. Thanks, Jim. We'll go to, uh, I think we've got Jamie Langdon from Sky for one, but then we'll go through the hands, which is uh, Matt Barlow and Neil Jones for sure. So, uh, Jamie Langdon for one or two. Yeah, Jürgen, Chelsea in the final. I mean, how much do you want to win this now you got to the final? Martinelli, by the way. The younger thing I should, I think everybody should remember that name because they're outstanding player. I'm just holding to that. I think so. Um, yeah. Chelsea. Um, look, you play a final pretty likely that you will face an outstanding strong team. <laughs> that's what happened now. But uh, nevertheless, we wanted to qualify for it. So that's what we did. And um, Wembley is a special place, how we all know. Yeah, there are a lot of games to play until then. So it's not now that you just play next week or whatever. So there are a lot of games to play. We will see um, where we are um, then. But um, we, we really um, put a lot of um, effort in, in, in this, in this uh, competition and uh, uh, we really want to go through and so when you go through, when you're in the final, there's absolutely no reason to be part of the final if you don't want to win it, so we want to win it, but we know how difficult it will be. Thank you, Jeremy. We'll go to Matt Barlow and then to Neil Jones and then to Zia. Hello, Jürgen. Um, thanks, Matt. Um, you, you drifted onto this question there, onto this question there with your answer, but I wanted to ask why this competition is important for you this year. It isn't something you've always gone after with this sort of determination, but this year it seems like it, it matters to you. No, 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 that's not true. That's not true. You might, look, the situation is always is always difficult in that time of the year. Um, who is available? How many games did you play? All these kind of things. Um, we, we cannot, I cannot just pick a team we have the full squad on, on the paper and then says, okay, go for these 11 and let them play. We, we, we have to consider a lot of things. And we, we always did that, but you need a little bit of luck in, 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 in specific moments to get through. We never had that. We had always really tricky draws on top of that um, pretty early <laughs> uh, when we played a lot of games and couldn't line up the, the team up from the Premier League the three days before. And so we were, I don't say it was always unlucky, but we had these moments where we thought we'd draw, okay, away game, but Chelsea is now not the, the easiest draw um, and these kind of things. So um, it's all good. Um, we want to go for everything. We said that 
plenty of times. Now we are in the final. It doesn't mean we won it already. It just means we, we qualified for it. And when we will be there end of February, we will give it a go. But unfortunately, the opponent probably as well. Neil Jones and then Zia. Hi, Jürgen. What is it about Diogo that's really enabled him to, to make such a big imp impact? I mean, we've seen his quality, but is it his mentality as much as anything? Mentality mixed up with quality was the reason why we why we signed him. Because um, the way he played at Wolves, um, the, 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 the yards he had to make there, um, the, the runs he had to make, the defending he had to do, um, but was still always able to, to produce some really exciting stuff. And that was the reason why we signed him that he can show that now um, in our kid is, is really nice to see. Uh, he didn't only step up tonight. Yes, of course, he's now he's got two goals, but he's incredibly important for us. And um, so the mix of his skill set is meanwhile really exciting. Um, he's um, in, a, in a good shape as well. Long may continue. Thanks, Neil. And final question we'll take from uh, Zia. Zia. How are you again? Hi. Um, you probably asked this question many times before, but can I ask you about Andy Robin, uh, Robertson again? I thought he had an excellent game tonight. He just seems to be getting better and better. Do you think he's the best left back in the country, possibly in Europe? For me, yes, but I'm not sure that's too important, to be honest. Um, for me, absolutely. Outstanding player, and again, the mix of, of his, of his skill set and his mentality that makes him so special because. You see the situation that he's uh, when he has the ball as a good footballer, but the desire he puts in each game when he really wants to you know, defend with all he has. I think that's the biggest improvement since he arrived. That was a little bit issue when he, in the early stages, when he came from Hull to us, he was already a massive talent. But then defending-wise, we, we were not <laughs> over the moon. Um, but he improved a lot and is now the full package. This is really helpful. So both fullbacks obviously are, are quite good, um, which is the reason. Um, we have players like this on different positions is the reason why we were um, yeah, quite successful in the past, not as successful as probably a lot of people want, but we, we played some good stuff. And that's the reason is because the boys um, are just um, an outstanding group. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe. And Thank we've got you. press conference tomorrow as well. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Thank you for the Thanks. Bye-bye. Game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Mike Holt from Go in the Match podcast with my review on Arsenal nil, Liverpool two, which sees the Reds get to Wembley, a long awaited trip to Wembley under Jurgen Klopp. Um, 2 0 win in the end, um, and really comfortable performance, to be honest. Um, don't really think we got out of second gear. Um, but the main man, the Portuguese man, he's better than Figo, don't you know? Diogo Jota has just won that game. Um, not, I wouldn't want to say single-handedly, but you know, it was a man of the match performance. Both of his goals, he talked so well. Um, two assists from Trent. Um, just going to show the critics that he is the best right back in the world. Um, yeah, I mean, Arsenal didn't really threaten us too much. Um, we didn't really have too much of a makeshift start at 11. Um, Cade Gordon got his first uh, start away from Anfield, which was really nice to see. You know, Jürgen's happy to give the youth a chance when they deserve it. Um, you know, he, he did miss that sitter at 1-0, but, you know, thankfully for him, it didn't come back to bite us. 
Um, and, you know, like I say, Diogo Jota, both of his goals, he took so well. You know, the first one he hit, you know, he might have mishit it, but <laughs> it felt like it took forever to go in the back of the net. The second one, a nice long ball over the top of the defence from Trent. Set Jota away, he just clipped it over. Obviously goes to VAR, but he was on side, you know, really well-timed run. Um, and yeah, 2-0. I, 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 to be honest, I didn't really expect that. I thought Arsenal would come at us a little bit more. Um, than they did. They did, just didn't really pose anything in the in the final third. You know, they play nice stuff. They keep the ball, but you know, they don't really put you under pressure. Um, Kelleher made a few good saves. He made the one on Lacazette's free kick. Um, in the first half, but you know, apart from that, it didn't really do too much. And you know, credit to Liverpool for that as well. I think when Arsenal were in possession of the ball, we sat in a nice low block. Um. You know, not not you know pragmatic low block, but we sat in a low block and they struggled to break through the lines. Um, you know, first twenty, Martinelli was getting at Trent, and I thought, oh, you know, is Trent going to have one of those games defensively? But they they stopped going down that side, um, and Trent did really well with that. Um, and, you know, his his attacking threat meant that Martinelli had to push back into a defensive role. Um, so it was good tactics there. Um, and just, you know, so positive, you know, we've not been to Wembley since uh, Klopp's first season when we lost on penalties to City. Um, great day out at Wembley and, you know, it makes for a great day for all the fans. And, you know, hopefully we can get this trophy now. You know, people say that Jürgen hasn't took the trophies, um, the League Cup and the FA Cup um, seriously in his time. You know, but we've been going for Champions League and, and Premier Leagues. You know, it looks like the Premier League is probably going to slip away from us this season. So it's really important to get this trophy over the line, and especially against Chelsea, you know. I mean, we all we all hate them. Let's you know, truth be told, let's you know, let let's give them a good beating and send them packing and lift this trophy um, on the twenty seventh of Feb. Um, I know I'll be getting that twenty eighth booked off work, um, but yeah, a superb performance from the boys. Um, especially you know, you gotta think Salah and Mane both aren't here, um, and the boys did did brilliantly. So no, absolutely made up, and I'm sure Jurgen is too. The Reds are on the way back to Wembley with a wonderful 2-0 victory away at Arsenal in the semi-final of the Cup. I've already booked my hotel for Wembley for the weekend and I'm so excited to be going back to Wembley, see Liverpool in a Cup final. And it's what it's all about. It's what supporting this team's all about. Another Cup final, another day out with the boys, down at Wembley. Really, really looking forward to it. I'm really proud of the boys getting the, the job done tonight. Thought it was going to be tough. Yeah, it was tough, but we grounded out, and I thought in the end we were we were the better side. Arsenal started off well. Liverpool really did struggle the first fifteen twenty minutes. Arsenal really high tempo pressing. Liverpool looked very shaky. Couldn't get a grip of it in midfield, but um, we ended up getting the first goal. Jota scored with some good build up and assist by Trent and. It was totally against the run of play, really, and that that really changed the game. We after that, Arsenal, uh, you know, backed off a little bit. Liverpool settled down a lot more, and yeah, we could go into a deep analysis of the game, but I'm just really, really happy that we've that we've got the job done, and we're going back to Wembley, and there's a a cup final on the horizon because these domestic cups they've been overlooked for a long time now. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just to be it's just to be good to be back in the mix and like I say, the hotel's booked, I'm on my way, baby. Um 
Yeah, we ended up winning it 2-0. A wonderful um, second goal from Giotta. VAR got involved a little bit, but made the did make the right decision. Was tight. Wonderful finish again from Giotta. Dinked it over the keeper. And Giotta, what a sign he's been. You know, chips him with some vital goals. Always lively, you know. He's... He set that chance up for Kay Gordon, who should have scored really in that second half. There was some wonderful work down the byline. Always oh, puts a shift in. Really looks like he enjoys, he enjoys playing for us as well. He enjoys every minute of it. So made up for made up for Giotta there. Um, who else Liverpool wise? I thought Curtis Jones had a really good game. He's growing back into um, what he was before his injuries and his, his knocking confidence. Uh, really carried the ball well, protected the ball well, and yet he, he has that little bit of extra guile or you know ability to take a man on. He's not afraid to run at a man, and yeah, I thought he, I thought he had a really good game. But like I say, oh sorry, must mention Kay Gordon as well. Really big chance for the lad. Um, Maybe they struggle a little bit to get involved in that first half. Had that wonderful chance in the second half. I'm sure he's still thinking about that now. Should have really hit the target. Should have scored. But the lad's been involved, you know. Now, um, last few games, done bits and bobs. We got a goal from him in one of the uh, FA Cup games. So, lad's only 17. It's going to do him the world of good to be involved in these type of games at that age. So, obviously, Klopp's seen something. He's got the faith in him. So. We're all behind him, and yeah, more chance for Kay Gordon. Good luck to the lad. We've got Saleh and Mane, um, Mane still away in African Nations, and Keita, um Yeah, we're going to have to grind out a few more victories until they get back, but the boys are sticking to the task. And um, everyone's chipping in, so like I say, really, really happy really made up to see them scenes at the end Klopp's happy everyone's happy the fans who've made the trip there today enjoy it boys and we're going to Wembley come on Liverpool really enjoyable night as a supporter to see Liverpool get into the League Cup final tonight and something that over the last few years understandably that Liverpool have not prioritised cup competitions in general English domestic versions that is but I think in this era in which Liverpool have been such a fantastic team and continue to be such a fantastic team with a brilliant manager, brilliant set of players, etc, etc. I think it'd be really a massive shame if Liverpool were to not finish this period in history with a trophy accumulation which reflects the quality of what was at the club at the time and the leadership from the management. And I think that could easily happen. And, and to be, to an extent, could be argued has already happened for how well Liverpool have done over the last few years. I mean, just alone not winning the Premier League title after amassing one of the biggest points totals in English football history this season before they won the, the Premier League. And the reason for that is, of course, Manchester City. A Manchester City side with a fantastic group of players, obviously a wealth of resource, but also an absolute magnificent manager and probably the biggest problem for Liverpool away from Manchester City being so financial having such financial armory is the manager at Manchester City because when you couple him with the the backing 
that they have off the field and the decision to make such good decisions as a club in terms of recruitment and the building of the club which gives them the structure to perform so well it means that I think what Liverpool have achieved over the last few years will be looked back on in years to come in the way they've competed with City and managed to win the biggest prizes in European and domestic competition will be looked at as as such a even better achievement than probably people take for granted at this moment in time and people will reflect on what a brilliant job Jürgen Klopp has done not only obviously having to compete with that but from the base in which he started in comparison to say the base in which Guardiola started at Manchester City and that's why it's important for Liverpool to get into domestic finals and try and hopefully amass the trophy cabinet with a number which reflects that of the quality as I say so the fact that they are in the final, which will be a very difficult final against a very good Chelsea side, was very enjoyable as a fan. And I think it'll only go well in terms of giving the confidence to the squad, keeping that win and belief within the squad and the staff and the, the overall environment around the club. Because don't forget, Liverpool were obviously set back last season considerably, and we know the reasons for that. But... I think it's really, really important that one year without a trophy doesn't become two years without a trophy. It erodes confidence, it erodes belief and it erodes that feeling of superiority this Liverpool amassed in them years of of winning the biggest trophies. So I think the, the outcome actually of the League Cup final could be really decisive in terms of how Liverpool maybe potentially go on over the next few years. They get that re-energising of the confidence boost and then can go on hopefully as a platform to, to secure more trophies, really. Because it is going to be difficult in the Premier League. I mean, the problem with Manchester City are it's the level of control they exert over a 38-game season, and that's obviously been Guardiola's biggest strength in that to match him and go beyond them over a 38-game season in which his teams have more level of control and have less variables that can go against them in every football match because of the dominance they have, it always makes it quite difficult, especially when you factor in that Liverpool, as I mentioned last week, really need their absolute elite players on the field for at least 95% of the time to be able to secure the amount of points which is going to be making them competitive come the end of the season. So, so yeah, just just on that. I mean, in the game in, in general from Liverpool, obviously you can't look past... Diogo Jota's two goals and what a fantastic signing he's been for Liverpool. I think I have mentioned this on the podcast before, but I did wonder when he first came, I wondered whether he would be a starting player in a top three side, whether he had that level of quality. And for Liverpool to have picked Diogo Jota playing virtually on the halfway line for Wolverhampton some wonders as a mainly a wide left player on the counter-attack. And seeing the transferable qualities in which to bring him into a, a dominant ball side like Liverpool and thrive so much just again points to the expert recruitment of the club. And listen, he has a lot of, in terms of his game, in terms of a lot of profiles that you would think would fit Liverpool. You know, he's very mobile, he's very adaptable across the forward line, having played as a central player for Wolves, which is a position he'd mainly played for Liverpool. And obviously he's excellent without the ball as well, out of position, possession in his game intelligence, but also winning the ball back. And it's them runs from out to in as well that 
when Liverpool are in possession, them real hateful runs and not a winger who looks to potentially penetrate so much in a 1v1 duel. It's more them hateful runs, them real intelligent bits of movement in which he finds themselves in goal-scoring positions, which has made Salah and Manny so profitable for Liverpool and so suited to the Liverpool game plan. So you could see why he had transferable skills, but still, to go to a, a counter-attacking side, it, it must have been a big change for him. And again, magnificent for the recruitment team. And I think one thing I'd say about Jota, it was summed up today, actually, is that you look at him sometimes and, and you wonder whether he's got that absolute elite pace over the first couple of yards. And you'd probably say he hasn't. You know, he's not a man or Salah who's electric within them first steps. But he's a really strong runner and he uses his body absolutely brilliantly when he has the ball to travel. A really good traveller. And sometimes he almost runs through, through players in the way that Luis Suarez used to with that excellent balance where you almost look at it and you think to yourself, I actually think he's going to lose the ball here. But somehow he manages to contort his body and has that great switch of feet as well, the ability to, to travel with both feet, which means I'm a very unpredictable player and obviously adds to the threat that he has. And at times, the way he just protects the ball with his body in keeping his body between the defender and ball and progresses the ball up the field of play is probably one of his biggest strengths allied to the fact he's so intelligent in getting in positions which affect the outcome of games. And obviously, he was the deciding factor alongside Trent Alexander-Arnold in Liverpool winning the fixture and going on to the final, of course. I mean, Alexander-Arnold I won't go into. I've mentioned it a million times. Is You know, you're just witnessing an absolute... Outstanding world-class footballer for me already. The most talented right-back who's ever played in the division and will go on to be, without a shadow of a doubt, if he isn't already, I believe he is the best right-back to ever ever play in the Premier League with no question. No one has the skill set of him. And again today, it was just a repertoire in picking out moving targets and the variety in which he's shown to be able to do so. I think the final one for me on players all round because I felt it was a, an excellent collective performance from Liverpool. If it's the first 10 minutes, they took a bit of time to go into it. But after that, I felt they were in total control. Positions and distances of the players, especially in midfield, was so much more improved, so much more protection, so much more cover and balance that they offered, especially with that extra solidity probably needed because they didn't have the, the players who normally make the goal-scoring impact at the other end of the field. But away from the collective, I just want to mention Curtis Jones, massive fan of the player, I've said it before, and I think he's he's really going to be a top player for Liverpool, there's no question in my mind, I mean, sometimes I've seen little bits of criticism of Jones and it's ridiculous really, I mean, you think at 20 years of age and the skill set that he has, the ability to progress the ball, travel with the ball and move the ball upfield in terms of his ball carrying is already standing out in terms of metrics as an absolute outstanding player at that at that position on the field of play and also the way he protects the ball as well again very much like Jota a fantastic use of his body and so often is able to retain possession and make the right choices under opposed pressure from different different angles as well so I just wanted to pick out him because I felt it was another very mature performance and I, I just can't see him not going from strength to strength he has very comparable skills to Jack Grealish, I know he plays probably one step within the field as an inside left as opposed to an outside. But in, in terms of his profile and how he plays, and you have to think to yourself, 
you know, where were all these players at 20 years of age who were coming through? You know, with Jack Grealish, an outstanding player at 20. No, he was a talented player, just like Curtis Jones. You know, you even look at some of the best players in the world. What was Mohamed Salah doing at 20? What was Virgil van Zijk doing at 20? And the realisation that you, you're witnessing probably a top player here, and in, in the years to come, it'll only get better. So, really good night for Liverpool. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.